Zoinks! The Mayhem Mobile's at it again this week on The Hapless Heroes. Right, so Hedrick is in fact a dance, 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 dance machine. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave, and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. And we're going to start our evening as we start just about all of our others with our introductions, because, you know, why screw with a perfectly good formula? So, to my, oh, uh, yeah, we'll call it my right, we have Francesco as Tabi Osramont. Let's do this. To his right, we have John as Basha. I think one of them is stuck under our wheels. <laughs> and to his right, we have Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Yeah, these boys will do just fine. As we last left off, our, uh, our crew of interns was riding off into the sunset. Well, maybe not really a sunset, more like into the road that was leading up to the tower that they were, you know heading towards anyway. I mean, more specifically, riding over things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and we're here again. Yes. Hedrick is actually still riding on top of this thing. Yeah, he was born to stand atop this vehicle. He's just living in the moment. Yes. So um, there's still a little ways in between you and the tower. You probably have a couple of minutes of driving. Uh, Basha is firing... The uh, a heavy crossbow at pretty much any enemy he can see. Yes, and as this is a target-rich environment, you don't even, you really have to roll. Just assume that anything you shoot in any reasonable direction is going to hit something. I'm gonna. Sh- I was gonna say I'm gonna shout from the from the driver's seat. Uh, Hedrick, you might want to hold on to something. Hedrick's- I'm about to kick this thing into high gear. Uh, hey, uh, did uh, either of you guys get wounded significantly? All right, all right, Tommy, I'm coming in. And he's just going to swing around, beat right into the shotgun, and then he's going to turn around to uh, Basha, who's in the sidecar seat. Um, and he's going to cast a uh, Cure Wounds on him, just the first level. D8 plus my... Uh, spellcasting mod. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. All right. That's eight. Eight hit points back. Um, but we've only got like yeah, a couple of it's minutes, not gonna though, take right? You that long to get there. Good. Good. Well, I'm gonna put this into a, a, a bit of a faster clip. 
Alright, and you are able to get it to something of a faster clip. The engine probably has more in it than even this, but um, traffic conditions do not necessarily permit. Things have gotten a little more sparse than they were when you first started going, but there are definitely a number of these uh, automata up and down the street here. I will go out of my way one. to smash them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, we're probably dragging a couple. <laughs> like, we got one stuck on the bumper, one's on the back, just kind of, like, bouncing. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, yeah. No, this was definitely from the same school of thought as created the Canyon Arrow from the old ad, you know, fake ads on The Simpsons. Like, this thing is several lanes wide of just, you know, fuel-chugging disaster going down the street. Gross. So, Love it. Yeah, it, it can, especially now that it's up to speed, it can run over reasonable numbers of these uh, automata read one at a time you know you start running trying to run over too many you're probably going to you know gunk up the wheels and slow down but yep any one at a given time you're able to clip just fine sounds good but yeah i want to make it our way towards the front where we saw the people that we were actually trying to sort of rein reinforce yes so as you are driving some things you notice you are headed north towards the uh, large uh, uh, entrance at the south of the Lighthouse of Legerdex. The um, sort of position, uh, if you will, is on a slightly elevated hill just, just to the west of that, like still up against the edge of this gigantic lighthouse, but uh, slightly elevated and just off the road. Coming from the east, so from your right towards your center uh, ahead, seems to be a much denser and larger column of these sulf, uh, of these automata that are approaching the uh, approaching the tower. Hmm. How many? Many. Lots. Oh. So not like a hop out and take them on kind of No. <laughs> no, more of a uh, definitely a column that uh, seem to be making a play for the, uh, for the door. Hmm. What kind of, um, I would say, is there any difference in the terrain from what we're work, uh, driving on and they're marching on? Um, they're marching across uh, some, you know, rockier, hillier grass, whereas you have a straight shot on paved road right to the, uh, right to the tower there. Okay. They are admittedly much closer to the door than you are, as you can see them in your field of view as you're looking right at it, even though you're still a few minutes of driving away. Is there any way we could position the vehicle to um, hamper their movement? Like, if we were to, like, pull in front of them? I think that would be a death um, sentence for us and the vehicle. Not necessarily for us, but maybe the vehicle. Okay, I mean, we just built this thing? Let's yeah. not sacrifice it so willingly. Um, well, you, you'll be able to sort your willingness out for yourselves, but I would say that if you really gun it, you could probably get to the door the same time as the front of that column gets there. If okay. you are really willful about it. Well, I let I will it so. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So you're looking to fire this thing up, and I would say I want to make this... Um, 
just a basic dexterity check to make sure that uh, you're not getting into too many accidents with these automata. I can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay at those. Yeah, unless uh, you got some kind of uh, vehicle proficiency. Nope. So I'll just make it dex. Yeah, why not? Come on, baby. Uh, 11. 11. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's a little bit of skidding. There's a couple of times when you're getting on two wheels, but uh, you do make, you are approaching there, and it looks like you're going to make it on time. Listen, my first time driving one of these things, okay? <laughs> so uh, just, uh, just to kind of cover the rest of the party, um, uh, let's see, uh, Basha, what are you up to now? Um, as we're getting, well, he's going to continue firing the heavy crossbow as long as he can. Um, when it seems like it's not really serving the same purpose, or if we're going to getting closer to the uh, group that we're driving towards, he would probably um, bring the sidecar back in to the uh, overall vehicle. That's smart. One second, I just need to look one thing up real quick. That's fine, I actually need another beverage. So about how far away are we from the column at this point? So I would say that... It looks like our two paths are just going to intersect at the entrance. Yeah. and I would say okay. um, that uh, we're going to put everything at about 100 yards away when we unpause it. Okay, so 300, 300 feet. feet. Cool. So just entering, uh, just entering, like a you know, essentially what would be combat grid. Okay. I'm back. Now, as I was, as I was telling uh, them, because Phil had just asked, we're gonna kind of, well, when we unpause, we're gonna put the setting at about so 100 yards, 300 feet, like just as we would be entering, you know, like if, if we're barring Eve par parlance, like uh, just entering grid. Okay. Well, let's go. I'm ready. All right. Um, do there appear to be any other distinguishing foes in the column, or are they all rather uniform? Okay, so as we're approaching what would be about 300 feet away from the door and the column, like it's all kind of coming together as a bit of a triangle here, um, you do notice that there, there appear to be maybe something larger or showing some sort of rank that's in the middle of this uh, pretty large group. Uh, can we see at like all what it looks like? Um, yeah, so uh, you're, you're kind of able to look in the middle of this large mass, 
but whatever it is seems to be stand sitting a good, you know, almost half their height higher than the rest of these automata. And it is... You're not quite sure if it's a being or a construct of its own, but what you can tell is that it wears a, um, a very ornate helmet and that um, whatever armor it has has a lot of space on the side for six arms, three on each side. Oh, God. This thing's 12 feet tall with six arms. Yes. Great. Cool. And it seems to have a very odd gait, yeah, compared to everything else. You can't tell if it's just making really long strides or what, but it's, it's got a really smooth movement to it. Hmm. Uh, uh, Hedrick, Hedrick is playing a tune, and this is all like muscle memory for him, like breathing. He's playing, um, and he's looking to Tabi and Basha, and just himself. He's he's looking um, until we get a little bit closer, until we're about two hundred and forty feet away from that big guy. Okay, so uh, kind of closing in at about two hundred and forty now. You can notice the big guy is leaning down, like is like he might be talking to something else down there. My goal here is to essentially put the bat, you know, the, the the mayhem machine, the battle wagon, whatever you want to call it, right, in between the people, the actual living people that we are driving towards at the front of this tower, and those automata to provide at least some kind of cover. That's kind of where I want to position it, because then we can hop out and like do whatever business we need to do to buy some time for our friends inside and for the people out here. But that's like, I want to I want to try to af- afford, you know, I kind of put this in a defensive position, like as soon as I can. More of just like having a large structure that's armored in front of people. I like your style, Tabby. Let's say we get in the thick of it. We're out here in range. I'm going to play something. Hopefully that big fucker over there can hear me. I haven't slowed down, brother. Basha, how about you? Sounds like a plan to me. You ready to sling some of them bolts? Uh, He detaches the heavy crossbow from the uh, whatever stock. Mount? That's it, yeah, mount position. 200 feet. Alright. I am going to cast uh, Enemies Abound at that big guy using my amplifier. Uh, the range is 120, so that gets me to 240. So anywhere between 240 and 200 is when he's really getting into us. I reach into the mind of that creature and force it to make an intelligence saving throw. It does say a creature automatic su- automatically succeeds if it is immune to being frightened. Yes. So let's establish that first before we even read the rest of this thing. Well, let's see. Um, that is... Uh, let's condition. See. Yep, it does not have a condition immunity to frightened. Okay. So, but uh, that is a uh, we would consider that to be a spell or other magical effect that uh, that I'm making a save against, though, right? That is correct. Yep. Good. Then I will make it an advantage. Ooh, it's got magic resistance. 
intelligence and, save. And uh, how does an unnatural 20 look against us? Uh, oof! That beats it. It's 18. That's a big oof. Okay. Like the idea, though. Great spell. I actually have that one, too. Well, that's... You can tell, like, Hedrick's frustrated. Um, and he is not really pleased that his music draws an effect, whether it's happiness or whatever desired mm. effect he chooses. Um, and he glances over and he goes, damn, I gotta tune this up. <laughs> and he's tuning up his lute, thinking that it was his instrument rather than his casting. <laughs> yeah, you really missed your target audience there. Yeah. <laughs> mean meanwhile, the enemy column comes to a halt. Like a, like, they just stopped marching? Yes, like they came to a dead stop right by the road. And it looks like there's some, uh, sorting out going on in there, perhaps. Uh, I mean, I'm still going as fast as I can towards, like, a defensive position. Um, I have, I have not okay. deviated course. Basha saw the big thing talking downward, right? Yes. Uh, can he roll an insight to see if he was talking lower than what's surrounding? Like the like like was like he talking? Was he talking? Yeah, was he talking past what would be an eight foot tall creature? Were they looking lower than that? Um, that would be worth an insight to find out. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Are you going to make that check to attempt to find that out? Yep. Uh, I rolled a nineteen. A 19 is definitely good enough that um, he was talking to maybe not quite at the height, but just below it, maybe. Like, not, like, super low. He wasn't trying to talk to, like, a gnome or anything down there, but, you know, something of a reasonable height. But it's it's tough to tell. You can't quite make it out amongst the throng. Does the sidecar go up or down, or is it just side? <laughs> it's just out to the side. Okay. It doesn't go up or down. <laughs> so, your butt rides dirty, as it were, about well, about six feet above the ground, since uh, those wheels got a little bit of clearance, plus, you know, you're sitting above that just a bit. Yeah. Um, with this newfound insight, uh, Basha would like to crawl himself, well, I, I mean, he's acrobatic enough, to get on top of the um, wagon. The moving wagon, okay. Yeah, I mean, everybody else has done it so far. <laughs> That's true, you are the only one who has it. Um, and he will get on, and he will try uh, to spot a smaller creature among all these other eight-foot-tall creatures. I feel like I hate to say it, but I think the first thing you're going to have to do is see if you are surfing the fucking wagon or not when I'm going full speed. Yeah, you're you're about to, for the first time in your life, climb a stride a moving vehicle. I will try. I feel like, yeah. Um, we're going to have you make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, okay, a save. Yeah, we're gonna call it a save. Okay, uh, that's twenty-seven. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-seven. Yes, you absolutely uh, stick to the top of this just fine, and you are not, for example, thrown from the roof. Only the natural sway of a drunken master. Right. So yes, Basha does stand astride this, and you have a good enough uh, base to 
you are looking to specifically perceive something? Yeah, something, uh, a creature smaller than the rest inside the phalanx. Okay, yeah, I will give you this one opportunity to make a uh, make a perception check against that to see if you can see it. Oh, nope, that's just a seven. Yeah, that's not really going to do it, but it's it, it's just not easy to see in there or whatever it is. For those of you listening at home, Fran is pretending to drive the vehicle currently. <laughs> okay, so what's going on as we get back to uh, as we get back to Tabby is right now. Um, let's say there is the gate, which is ahead of you. It is maybe about, oh, 50 feet or so ahead of you. To the left of the gate, maybe 100 feet from where you are, is the position. If you were to look on, uh, directly opposite of that, so that position would be at your, oh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So, uh, let's see, 6, 5, and about, you know, between 4 and 5 o'clock off to your, uh, kind of uh, your uh, back right there would be the uh, the approaching column, which has now restarted with you directly in between the position and them. Okay. Now, I see a lot of pantomime, but that doesn't make the best of radio, so how about you describe <laughs> to our audience what you have going on? Well, I'm swerving off to then, I mean, again, trying to place ourselves between the column and the people. If you were to stop now, right where you are, you would be directly at that center point in between the two. Then I slam the brakes, baby. Consider them brakes slammed. Um, when Fran, uh, <laughs> when Tabby slams on the brakes, uh, Basha will slide off the roof as we're approaching um, and immediately duck below the battle wagon uh, to start firing the crossbow from underneath the wagon. Okay, so what you're looking to do here is some something of a uh, planned maneuver as this thing is coming to an unannounced uh, full break stop. So, um, <laughs> I would like uh, I would like an acrobatics check to make sure that you are able to successfully do this. Oh, hold on, as I might have didn't... I might have something that can help me do this. Okay, um, yeah, no, whatever you got to help yourself. Okay. I'm just here to make sure that the rules of physics still apply. In either case, um, I can use slow fall uh, to hit the ground right next to the van and reduce any damage From taken by five, by five times my monk level. Um, five times 13 is 65. So is it going to be more than 65 damage? You know that I cannot tell you that before you decide to pull the trigger on that spell. Alright, well I will I will do acrobatics first. Commit. If there's any damage. The yeah. Acrobatics? Yeah. No, acrobatics is probably your best bang for your proverbial buck, is you don't have to spend uh, too many spell slots. There's no it's spell not, slots. It's, yeah, it's, it's just the, a reaction. It's the, it's the monk slow fall thing. Yeah. I got oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's that too. Okay, so you're not burning key points on it. No, I wouldn't burn anything, yeah. Um, but it's a 22 acrobatics either case. Oh, yeah, no, you're absolutely at a 22. You're pulling off whatever maneuver you want to describe to everybody. <laughs> he literally just, like, it appears like he almost fell, but he fell forward, again, because he's a drunken master, and <laughs> it immediately just rolls 
to a stop as the vehicle stops in front of these people. We still haven't really determined who they are or what they're doing here. And he's underneath the vehicle firing at the enemy. Well, they're 100 feet away. Yeah, so, 100 uh, feet is enough to see that sick move, though. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, before he even fires, though, he's looking for little feet in, term in between all of the big feet. Uh, can't quite get little feet just yet. Okay. Um, so Dude, let's it's been, see. On, I but know it's been what, on DVD for yeah. years. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. So, you're welcome. <laughs> happy feet? Yeah, yeah it was happy feet, not little feet. Yeah, little foot was uh, land before time. Yeah. It's a different kind of story there. Yeah, it's got a whole different vibe to it. Yeah, don't it? Uh, but anyway, so we've covered what uh, Basha has just done. We covered what Tabi just did. But how about uh, Hedrick? Uh, what are what are you up to at this exact moment before we uh, set the scene? I mean, he wasn't going to upstage Basha. He saw what he was doing out of that sidecar. So he was marveling at the intern's experience and maneuver. But he himself just slings himself back right up on top of the... Uh, the mystery, the the, well, the mystery, the mystery machine. <laughs> I almost said I it. knew it was going to happen. You know, the problem it's was it's I kept it's saying cause I, it's because I entered this episode with Zoinks, isn't it? No, it's because uh, I used to call it the Mayhem Mobile or Mobile, right? <laughs> and the uh, mystery machine thing is cooler. So Mayhem Machine, Mayhem Machine. But I always think mystery now. That's the first thing that wants to come out. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was a wagon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the battle wagon. Or the a murder wagon. AKA the mayhem machine. Yeah. AKA, AKA the murder mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never it's get it right. <laughs> bad things, man. Bad things. Um, no, he wants to address his people. You know, the defending uh, force that is out there. He wants to reassure them, like, skid right in front. Stand tall, folks. Heroes are here. <laughs> don't, work, don't work inside, and me and these interns are going to help you out out here. I imagine it's like almost like coming through like a megaphone because you're, like, speaking through the amplifier, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure well, I actually it has, have... It has charges, but I think that only counts when it's for like a spell. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so, fun that like, you know, it does, it does get to help like the average person can hear me easier from further away. It just gives me an excuse to find a megaphone effect to put on your voice briefly. <laughs> All right, everyone. We're looking at a column of these bastards. And you you just gonna you just gonna you just gonna give them the obvious fact and then not give them any sort of inspiration after that? You're just like, yeah, we're looking at the pretty terrible situation, everybody. Don't worry, we'll have you out here in a jiffy. <laughs> it's like this pregnant pause <laughs> before he thinks of something assuring to say. Oh, I love it. Underneath the wagon, Basha continues to rack off bolts. The you, you mean, he's just firing. He's just fucking firing. Like, he didn't even stop to think. Right. Yes, and the, the pregnant pause that exists after all of that 
even longer than the one that was in the middle of uh, Hedrick's very, very inspirational speech, is punctuated solely by the firing of, uh, of this heavy crossbow that goes plink, crank, 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 plink, crank, 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 and so on for a good 20 seconds, after which the front of the column opens and two distinctly non-automata step out. One that appears to be either made entirely out of or clad entirely in metal, with the lower body of a giant serpent and the upper body of... It's really androgynous, whether it's a man or a woman. It's very slender, um, you know, a breastplate that doesn't really give any indication one way or the other. Six arms. Snake people. Yes. And um, what could possibly be long flowing hair under a giant uh, samurai looking helmet. Is this the thing with the six arms? This is the thing with the six arms, which, by the way, there is a very disturbingly large sword in each one of them. And I'm sorry, you said there's two of these? No, there's just one of them. Next to that uh, very large uh, thing, which looks like, um, if you're following along at home, a Merolith from the, uh, uh, from the uh, Monster Manual. <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now. Except entirely metal. Oh, it's the smaller snake person. Well, it would be smaller, except that I've decided it's scaled up appropriately. Are they, Why, wait, folks? Because he's the fucking DM. Wait, are, are they yeah. Are they both that? No, they are not both Oh, that. okay. The large I, one okay. is that. Okay, yep, I got that. The small one appears to be a hooded, robed humanoid of normal uh, size but appears to be all in black right down to the ground, and you can't tell any other distinguishing features about them. Well. Bosh is going for the headshot. It's business time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to use this uh, pregnant pause moment to use a bonus action to resummon my shadow blade, which has disappeared, but I'm going to cast that at third level this time. And okay. I'd say it's been ten minutes, so any unused inspiration has, has gone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hedrick would like to take a moment just to inspire his boys. How many moments do we have here, though? Um, you don't have a whole lot. So if I could only get one or the other, I think he would inspire Basha. All right. So consider Basha inspired. And uh, the two of these figures continue to, uh, well, one slither, the other possibly stride, although it definitely has a bit of a gliding quality to it as well. Very, you know, ominous hooded figure kind of way. Are they heading towards us? Yes, they're headed straight for you. All right, well, I'm going to stand weapon ready. I'm going to try to just, like, pounce as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Hopefully Basha can kick things off and I can get in behind him. Alright. So, uh, right after that, um, a voice comes up from what appears to be the smaller of the two. Okay. 
Oh, so heroic of all of you. It's disgusting, really. But I do appreciate it. See, my consigliere here, he really wanted to go after that encampment over there. And I told him, no, no, there's no need. They're insignificant. Then here, of course, you come barreling down the way to intersperse yourself in between us and them. A delightfully quaint. I thought that heroism sort of thing was, you know, dead. Suppose we can see to it. You win the bet, Michel. If you want to uh, go destroy them, obviously they're worth protecting. They must have something of value. So dispose of him. Let's dispose of whatever this rabble is, and then go take care of them. I have things to do in the academy. Oh, uh, shit. She referred to the other one as Michel. Michel. With a M or an N? M, like is uh, in Mike. Mike, okay, Michel. All right, well... The, oh. the large creature makes a grunting noise and starts striding purposefully towards you. He is about a hundred feet away. While the uh, hooded and robed figure turns to rejoin the column. Basha, let's go. Um, and Basha will drop his heavy crossbow Um. Well, shit. See, he wanted to take a shot at the hooded thing. Yeah, he's getting out of here. Yeah. I think that's a veiled. I, 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 I think that's, I, I think I, that's a veiled attempt at saying that's a problem for another group of people. I, I know, and I'm I'm very sorry if any audience hears hears me monologuing about this part. It's very heavy-handed on my part. I, I wish I had more subtlety, but I don't have it in me right now. So I'm just gonna make you know really heavy-handed plot adjustments on the fly, and <laughs> you, dear listener, get to deal with it. Hey, hey! Monkey is on the way in, and the main big uh, bad guy, who's very obviously been telegraphed as a main big bad guy, is off to do something with our main party. Such is life. We'll deal with it, listeners. Okay, so we're but really we're, who gets to deal with it are the three of you. We're fighting yeah. Michelle, the snake person. Yes, the metal snake being. Air. Yes. Um, but how far away is this guy? Feet? Um, we're at about a hundred feet. Okay. Where I give you the three words that you've all been dying to hear. Okay. Roll for initiative. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was made you sandwich. You'd rather hear me tell you to roll for initiative than make you a sandwich. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've never had my sandwich. <laughs> Fucking just shitting on your own sandwich-making ability there, brother. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm more of a baked goods kind of guy. Okay, so it's going to be Monsters first, then Hedrick, then Toby, then Basha, and... So we are at about 100 feet away. I would like to know what kind of uh, marching order and or organization that uh, you three are in and relative to the cart. I mean, I'm right next to the cart. I just exited the driver's seat. And Hedrick is standing atop 
you're atop the cart. Okay, and uh, Basha, where are you in relation to the cart? Basha, the has, cart? Basha is beneath the cart and has just dropped Basha the heavy crossbow. Okay, good. Uh, our enemy is 100 feet from the front of the cart, and we are on to the turn of our enemy. And let's see, first thing we're going to do is uh, teleport. Let's see, and it has a range of 120 feet, so it is going to teleport to right next to our uh, Tommy, who is just outside of the cart. That was the biggest mistake you ever made, friend. Alright, and we get to multi-attacks. We've got six attacks. I don't like that, but okay. Yeah, you might not really enjoy that part. Uh, and Hedrick, how long does that um, the temporary HP from your 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 last that's gone? In, indefinitely, yeah, we, that's we have not. Oh, good. If you still have it, if I you do. still have any I of those taken, hit points, I haven't taken any damage. Yeah, they're still good. We have not rested. This is this has been you know encounter after encounter. Let's see. Um, let's see. How about a sixteen? How's that do against your armor class? My AC is 17. Okay, so that's a miss. Five more to go. Let's see. Hit. Uh, give me the damage individually for each attack when you're done with them all, because I have a thing I can do to one of those. Okay, so you've got four hits and two misses. So let's see. The first one is going to be for 13 slashing. Okay, keep going. Let's see, second for 10 slashing, third for 7 slashing, and fourth for 7 slashing. Well, I should have done it on the first one, uh, but I'm going to use Uncanny Dodge to have the damage from the last attack. Okay. And it is going to also make one attack with its tail. Which misses. And let's see. So that is, uh, yeah, that has done all that it can for this turn. Okay, like I said, that was the biggest mistake it's ever made. <laughs> I mean, you know, Knight's still young. Time to make plenty bigger mistakes. All right, so we are now on to Hedrick's turn. Uh, Hedrick sees that this thing has just like <laughs> vanished and then appeared right next to his buddy Tabby and laid into him with six attacks. He's not happy. He's ready to perform. He wants to jump down. If he can, get next to the creature and get it distracted. Pull its attention. So... Going from a top, wherever he is, it's opposite side, Tabi. And he's going to uh, first cast a Vicious Mockery. Haha, <laughs> yes. So, uh, at 11th level, which now we're 13, it is 3d4 psychic damage, and you have to make a Wisdom saving throw. Since that's from a spell or other magical effect, I will do so in advantage. Now, let's see. That is going to be a 27. Wow. 
Okay, very smart, very good at saving. Bonus action, I'm gonna tumbling fool, take the dash and disengage. So uh, how much would you say, how much distance was it to get down to the bottom of the Um, thing? From the top to the bottom is 10 feet vertically. Okay, so the dash speed gives me um, an extra 30, so I had 50 feet of movement to disengage. Tumbling fool, I'm just basically going to try to insult it, and as soon as the words start to come out of his mouth, he looks up at this thing, and it's just like, and starts to just try to make as much motion as he can. So he's cartwheeling in a pattern, probably away 50 feet, probably puts it, if I could, 30 feet to the right of this creature. Okay, so I can have you 30 feet off to the right. right. All right, is uh, anything else going on on your turn there, Hedrick? That was my action, my bonus action, and my move. All right. And he's, he just wants to say, uh, you know, you forgot the first rule. Never split the party. <laughs> and he's going to smile looking at Tabby with just a glint of murder in his eye. <laughs> and <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, Tabby, it's on to you. All right. So first thing I'm going to do is take my shadow blade, raise it over my head. <clears throat> And you're gonna see me make like some some weird like almost like uh, like almost like I'm tutting with my left hand. You know what I mean? Like some some strange like sort of gesticulation, and then run my hand along the shadow blade, and it sets a flame with green flame. Green, green flame. flame. Green flame. And I'm gonna make a melee weapon attack against this thing with that. That's gonna be 19 to hit. A 19, so uh, let's see. That would normally hit, and I am going to use a parry reaction to add 5 to AC to that and parry that uh, first attack away. Okay, and then I will use my cunning action as a bonus action to disengage. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to just, like, hop back, roll over the hood of the car, and then, like, crouch down on the opposite side of the uh, the murder mobile mayhem mobile murder Okay. Machine. I have you on the other side of the battle wagon. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, Basha, we're on to you. You are underneath the battle wagon. I have a question. I've never tried this before. Uh, how does a disarm work? That's a good question. I've never had to adjudicate how a disarm works. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a learning experience for us all. Is it, does that count as an attack, or does that count as I'm, I think it's part of an attack. Hold on. Um, where where do you see that, by the way? I well, uh, my, uh, because of my ninchaku, um, the target has disadvantage on saves versus being disarmed. Um, that's part of that weapon that I have. Uh, right, but do you curious. have any? But do you have any effect that actually will disarm them? Disarming attack is actually like a maneuver that fighters get, for example. But unless you have something that specifically allows you to disarm a creature, 
there's no general rules for disarming in 5th edition. Well, it's not an attack, though. Oh, the... I mean, there's an optional rule in the DMG for disarming. You can use a weapon attack to ins to knock a weapon for an or another item from a target's grasp. The attacker makes an attack roll contested by the target's strength or athletics. It's an athletics check or acrobatics check. So if the attacker wins the contest, the attack causes no damage or other ill effect, but the defender drops the item. The attacker has disadvantage on its attack roll if the target is holding an item with two or more hands. I mean, not really. It's just holding one item in each hand. It's got six fucking hands. Right. Um, but yeah, you can essentially, instead of you can essentially if, uh, make an attack roll. You're not going to do any damage on the hit, but you can cause it to disarm. You know, dis you can cause him to be disarmed with one weapon. But again, no damage. It's uh, yeah, just, and, and, and just for reference, that rule is on page two seventy one of the Dungeon Master's Guide. And then it could also use its movement to pick him up. An action. To pick up its weapon. To pick it up and re-equip it. But you can only disarm one of the seven of the six fucking swords it's wielding. Even though I have two attacks. Okay, so you could disarm two of the six fucking swords it's wielding. And, and then I could use Fury of Blows to kick it twice in the face. <laughs> okay, I mean yeah, that's technically true, I think. <laughs> Dave, are you going to allow this? Bosh it or roll out in front of the van, try to knock two swords out of its hand, kick it twice, and then use the drunken technique to disengage. That's what I would okay, like to do. Okay, so on both of those, you're going to be making an attack throw against my strength save. Either, yes. no, 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 not save. Either acrobatics or athletics check is what, you, what it's being contested by. Okay. Which, if the monster stat sheet has no additional skill value for either one of those, then it's just straight strength or dexterity. Alright. I mean, I still like my odds on this one. Uh, Dave, you do have disadvantage on those saves. So, you but you have to roll still. You have to roll, and then it's being each roll is being contested by those, by those uh, checks. So, give an attack roll with one, we get the result for one, and then we do the other. So, my attack roll is a 14 for the first one. Let's see, I have a 10, so 10 plus 5 is a 15. Okay. Ah, you just barely squeaked by that one. <laughs> and the next one, I have an 18. Yeah, so I will fail the check and I will be disarmed on one of them. Okay, and then I will kick you twice in the face. <laughs> Alright, make your, make your kicking it. <laughs> uh, the first one is a 26. That will. And it burned its reaction on parrying my attack, so. And the second oh, one. Oh no, I, I, I uh, have something called reactive can take one reaction on every turn in a combat. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and then I got a 27. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, so it was a 26 and a 27, you said? Yeah. 
Alright, um, I will decline to parry either of those. And that's a total of 12 damage. And then I will disengage. A total of 12. Now, is that considered magical or non-magical damage? That is considered a kick to the face. Yeah, but uh, at a certain <laughs> level... Magical. A magical kick to well, the face. Well, hold on. At a, at a certain level, monk's attacks become magical. I don't think I'm at that level. Let me check. Check. It should be a part of your like class features. I think you are. It is called Key Empowered Strikes. Starting at 6th level, your unarmed strikes come as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. Yep, you got that literally okay. at 6th level just being a monk. Cool, and I will also make one of those kicks to the face a stunning strike. Which does what? Uh, no, wait. does a kick to the face count as a melee attack? Um, actually, yes, but I don't think you can modify uh, one of those, because that's part of Flurry of Blows. Ah, I see. Yes. Okay, well, I'll save that for later, then. Yeah. Okay, so it takes the full uh, 13 damage. And I will use my Drunken Technique to uh, disengage and add 10 well feet to my move, and I will be on the back side of the uh, battle wagon now. Oh, now we're giving this this dude, he has to go in one of three directions to attack us. Alright, so where are you again now? I'm sorry, I need to have that written down. I'm at the back of the va- the battle wagon, uh, and Tavi is at the passenger door, is that correct? Yep. yep. Yes, and Hedrick has run his uh, self a little ways away. <laughs> Scampered away like normal. <laughs> I was uh, thinking. I got down on the on the passenger side and like swung out in front, thirty feet in front of the vehicle. So I'm kind of pinned between, you know, being on the outskirts, this thing in the middle, and then Tabby. So I'm essentially in the middle of. So like I'm probably he's probably closest to me, but I'm ducking behind the wagon, so he couldn't actually see, he can't actually see where I'm crouching. I didn't hide or anything like that, so it's not like I'm like making any active attempt to hide because I did that to disengage instead. But it's going to be up to the enemy to decide which way they want to go. It is also missing one sword. <laughs> we'll solve this in old-fashioned way with a d6. And uh, yeah, our enemy has decided to uh, head out and pursue uh, Hedrick. Is going to move, uh, make its move, which is over 30 feet easily, and slither on over. And it's going to start by making its first attack with its tail. Great. I'm going to step. Which is a 25 against armor class. Oof. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, what size class are you, by the way? Medium. You are medium. Okay, good. So first I need to roll out my 2d10 plus 4 bludgeoning. And that is going to be a 15 bludgeoning damage. And you are grappled. Oh, shnikes. Around the tail? Yeah. Yes. That's not good. Jeepers. Well... Jeepers, gee-willikers. So now the other five sword attacks are coming against you. Hey, it's only five, right? Well, I can still punch him after. Shush. 
<laughs> its multi-attack maybe only applies to swords, okay? Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, what armor class am I swinging against, by the way? Fifteen. Oof. <laughs> so, four hits and a crit. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay, here's where I come in to try to do as much damage in one turn as I absolutely possibly can. I left you hanging this last time. I, I disengaged because I didn't get my vicious mockery off, but I should have set a reaction to like run away if you disengaged. So we have 7, 8, 7, 11 for slashing damage. All right. And then, uh, let's see, 8 plus 16. 24. Yeah, let's see. So that's 24, 25, 26, 27, so 28 on the crit. Huh. So some nasty Turbo Ginsu action, plus you are grappled. Got you. I have to use a calculator because I am. <laughs> I'm not dead, but but you're you're I'm you're in, uh, you took some hits. Whoo! Oh my! And that was on top of the 15. So right, you said it was. Uh, he said seven, eight, seven, eleven. Yeah, yeah, a seven and eight, a seven and <laughs> eleven. So um, yeah, that 15 plus uh, 18. Plus 18 plus uh, 30. Okay. Ow. So 28. Yeah, yeah 28. 28. I have 61. So, um, so you're, no, that, you're alive. That's, that's the total. That's the total that he dealt to me. My hit points are not at 61. <laughs> well, not anymore. Then. No, not anymore. 61 damage. Jesus. That is frightening. Yeah. There got my temp HP. And Hedrick is just He's he's got that eerie look on his face. After getting, you know, licked, slashed so many times, he's stuck in this tail while this thing just like slices him up. Uh, he's still kind of got an eerie grin on his face and he's just protecting his loot as he's just like taking all these hits. Ouchies. And uh, in the background, you can see the column sort of just advancing towards the door of the tower, not going for uh, the group on the other side of you um, and ignoring uh, you guys now. They've set off on their way. And that would be, uh, let's see, yeah, that's uh, my attack action, uh, all of my movement, anything else I got going on. So that is the end of uh, the enemy turn, and we are back to Hedrick for your rebuttal to this uh, very powerful statement here. Hmm. Very powerful indeed. Make a statement back. He's going to cast... Uh... She's out, out even. I feel like uh, you have to make that check to get out of a grapple. 
mm-hmm. and instead he's uh I think he's going back to his his good old he's gonna try to beguile oh god dude I don't know I mean like at this point he's stuck in this tail and he's yeah but we have to kill it but we have to kill it <laughs> and the moment one of us hits it that's over yeah it's made out of metal uh, as far as you can tell, yes. There is no non-metal spot that you can see. Alright. He's gonna have to uh, get out of this creature, I think. Because, I mean, he can cast he can cast his vicious mockery and it can make that save again. That's like the damage that he's going to be able to deal with this thing. So like, he's going to try to start like singing this song out to this creature if he can make the save. All right. So what are you trying to make? Eighteen. Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, that's um, the vicious or um, vicious mockery. <laughs> has to vicious. What? Mockery. Yeah. What? Is, what save does it have to make? 18. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-mm-mm. Wisdom. It's wisdom. Alright. Make our wisdom. Finish. Yeah, let's see. A 17. So 25. Fuck. It, defi- it definitely saves. <laughs> I'm coming to save you, Hedrick. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be able to handle this transgression will not stand yeah just looking to see if I have a bonus actions here Um, because I know I have one more bardic inspiration and I think that's the last ditch when he sees his vicious mockery doesn't work and the words are not cutting out this thing he's leaning over and looking over to Tabi and he's going to try to say some. Tommy, you got to help your hero buddy out, man. I'm coming, Hedrick. I'm coming. So that's it. I don't think I can move. Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of uh, Hedrick's turn, and we are on to Tommy's turn. I'm going right up to this thing, to Michelle. All right. And I'm swinging again with the shadow blade which now gives me sneak attack as he's engaged with my boy yes i don't have advantage but i am inspired okay 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 um we're gonna add the bardic inspiration to that okay uh math 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 26. Yeah, 26 definitely does the job. <sighs> okay, I wasn't about to let him parry that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, uh, yeah, that would be outside of parry range anyway. And let's see. Sneak attack is 7d6 on top of the 3d8 psychic. 76? <laughs> Just going to roll them all at once. 
So that's going to be 18 psychic damage just from the Shadow Blade. And then another 33 sneak attack damage. Lots of low numbers on that sneak attack. Oh, shit. Uh, I meant to also make that a green flame blade. Green flame green blade. Flame. That's a cantrip. Blade. And I'm going to attack on an additional 3d8 to that of fire damage. Okay. Which is going to be 18 fire damage. Okay, so that's going to be 9 fire damage. Okay, so it has resistance to fire. But the enemy howls out in pain and what appear to be um, more green souls or something. Green souls! Yes, come out of uh, the rend that is, uh, that is inflicted upon its metal shell. And let's see, I did not use a bonus action. So I'm going to use my bonus action to... God, I really wish it gave you dodge instead of just dash, disengage, or hide. I'm going to stand right there. I want to give him another target besides Hedrick. I am not using my cunning action. I need. So is there anything else that you are trying to do with your uh, bonus attack? My bonus action? Um, actually, technically, action, I can make yeah. an offhand attack with that, can't I? Yeah, I believe you can make the bonus attack. So I'm going to do that with my plus one rapier. Fuck it. Well, let's go all in on this bad boy. Mmm, 17. 17 will not get it done. That but is okay. It was a worthwhile attempt, and that is going to be the end of your action economy then, Tommy? That would be. All right, Basha, we are on to you. You are probably about 40 feet away from the action right now. All right, well, Basha has a move speed of 50, um, and he will hit twice with his nunchucks. All right, Basha will barrel in and attempt to uh, hit twice with the nunchucks. What the hell? This is the... the absolute worst possible time in the entire world for a nat one. <clears throat> yeah. Oh! <laughs> I hate you, virtual dice. I, I hate you, virtual dice. You shouldn't okay. have left your I dice at my house, sure John. I'm being preferably equilaminous here. Oh, yeah, good. That's the result I want. Um, make, a, uh, make a damage roll, please. Seven. Good. Uh, you take that seven bludgeoning damage, Hedrick. <laughs> Ouch! Come on! That's all I got to do? Yeah. Um, no, that uh, on that nat one, that's a nat one. The other one, what did you get on it? I'll let you oh, continue to roll out your attack rolls. Okay. I didn't get to If it's going to be that punishing, I'm going to let you uh, see the rest of them out. The 15. Yeah, 15 will not. I will do the flurry of blows again. Might as well. Uh, that's a 21. Uh, 
And the 24. The 21 is going to get parried. The 24, however, makes it through just Peachy. Okay. Uh, and that is a full 13, or four, 12 damage, sorry. Uh, oh, it does say the count is magical. Yes, it does say my, my kicks count is magical. Um, and I will also stay nearby. Ooh, target rich environment for the enemy. What's he going to do with those six arms? Well, five right now. So our enemy will start the turn by yes by uh, discarding the uh, mostly inert form of uh, Hedrick, throwing him 15 feet uh, over the top of and behind uh, the folks here. Hedrick, take one bludgeoning damage as you are pitched over the top of them and hit the dirt. Watch, that was his last hit point. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at 33. Okay, 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 okay. All right. You have way more hit points than I. Like, we're pro- just as an aside, we're definitely over an hour of recorded stuff. Do you, do we mind just seeing this uh, combat through? Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we'll just make it an extra juicy episode for... Uh, yeah, for let's go. Especially if we, we have to give right. people a waiting time. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So uh, then the enemy is going to start attacking, and it is going to make, uh, let's see. It's going to make uh, three attacks at Tommy. Okay. With the swords. First one will definitely hit. Second one will almost certainly hit. And the third one, yeah, we're going to have uh, three hits against your armor class there. What's the damage on each? Start with the first. Yeah. 14 slashing. I'm going to use my reaction to uncanny dodge the 14 and turn that to a 7. Sounds good. 13. Mm Mm-hmm. And 10. Okay, I definitely picked the right one to have. Uh, so that's 30 damage. Okay, still standing. Yeah. Still standing. Got 30. I, I, you know, if, out of 73, I'm feeling it about a 36. We All right. So uh, the other two attacks plus the tail are going to be coming at Basha. And let's see. That's going to be a 20 hits uh, against your AC, correct? Yes. Ooh, and on the second attack, we have the nat one. Oh, oh great success comes great failure. Thanks, Valen. Thanks, Valen, for that one. Thanks, Valen. Yes. And uh, let's see. The enemy will bobble that other sword and is now deprived of two swords. Good. And then uh, we'll attempt to attack with the tail and miss. Good. Okay, 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 okay. Let's turn the tides here. I think that's about Wait, all they have It did done. hit, though, right? Uh, the first hit did. Yeah. I didn't take any damage yet. Just, I'm going to be fair on that. Oh, the first one did <laughs> hit. Okay, yeah, you're right. And it did nine slashing, by the way. Well, let's, uh, 
this is the, these were the hazards I was uh, I was uh, expecting that were going to happen. I was going to forget to carry a number somewhere in here. I could have just you know gotten away with not taking any, but probably gonna, I'm going to be honest on that. One second. There we go. Okay, dropped dice is recovered, and we are on to uh, Ron Hedrick's turn. Ugh, he is still pissed off at this thing. Um, blood just like pouring out of his mouth. Uh, he stands to his feet. Um, and I think he's going to he's going to mislead standing where he is. His form will turn into an illusory double simultaneously. He turns invisible. And yeah. No more Jarrell shudders. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to look like, uh, you know, he's just like standing to his feet and like restringing his loot as he's like staring down this thing. And Hedrick's uh, real form, Invisible, is going to move around. Uh, He wants to get back on top of the. Uh, mayhem machine. <laughs> That's his. Uh, if it's at a distance, his bonus action gives him that that tumbling fool, so that he can get back to a vantage point. But he's hoping that his bloody figure restringing restringing his loot looks like a juicy a, target. Yeah, a, enough of a distraction that could lure something away. Yep, good call. You can also send that in, right? If you wanted to. Yeah, but then it causes it's, it's a bonus action for me to switch. Okay. And that means that I can really only switch okay. once per well, turn. Yeah, no, that know. makes sense. I'm just checking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you can make but it that, do stuff. Yeah, I can make it do anything. I can make it act, move, behave, speak, gesture, whatever I choose. Cool. He's got a Lick his lick his wounds a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. So far, this thing has been saving against anything that I can do. <laughs> you know, best I could do is, is remain hidden and work from behind the scenes. And you said you were um, invisible, correct? Yes. Okay, just good to know. No, that doesn't sound good. I just had to look something up in the player's handbook. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, so that is all of uh, your turn there, Hedrick? Nothing else going on? Yep. I think that's movement. Yeah, that's all of it. Action. Okay, that was just your movement and action. Okay. All right. Uh, then we are on to Tabby. Great. I got an ally in five feet still. So we're going to go with another green flame blade on the shadow green blade. Green flame blade. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yes. 28. All right. Yeah, 28 definitely hits. So we start with 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 22 psychic damage. Attack on... 33 sneak to that. And... Four fire damage, which turns into two. All right. Um... Some DMs might uh, say that this creature is bloodied, but as it contains no actual blood, I will say rivulets of green ichor drip down through the the rends in uh, in the armor plating and or exoskeleton casing, whatever outer shell that this thing has. Souls are streaming out freely, and it looks worse for wear. Do I have... Let's see, hold on. There's probably nothing close by to hide behind, right? Um, not that uh, not that you can see. It's pretty much open road. Um, a lot of the area's been scoured clear by the fighting going on here. Yep, figured. Okay, uh, bonus action to disengage. I'm just going to move 15 feet back because I want to... If you guys want to choose to chase me, he's going to provoke an attack from Basha. Okay, so you're um, 15 feet o- away in the direction opposite from the uh, from the battle wagon. Correct. Okay. All right, so that is uh, Tabi's turn with uh, disengage all in it. So uh, yeah, Basha, it's up to you. All right. Go all in. Yep, I'm gonna try to hit with the nunchucks again. I have. Oh, that's a good one. That's a 29. I don't have crit on 19, so that's 29. And the second is a 20. All right, so uh, that 20 is going to get parried, but that 29 will make it through. Okay, I'm going to use the stunning strike for that one. All right. Which means you have to make a constitution save against a 17 or be stunned. Fuck your okay. and fuck your advantage on that. That's not magic, baby. And it spells and other magical effects. But if uh, we say that that's not magical, and I'll I'll buy that for a buck, uh, then we'll just do it normal. And let's see. That was uh, what a because uh, it's ten plus ten. So what's that? Eight, oh, right? twenty. Yeah, uh, that, that passes. Fuck. Damn, that thing's. Ugh. Uh, so I did. Uh. 18, no, sorry, 10 nunchaku damage. That's bludgeoning, right? And then you still got yep. one unarmed attack. No, I have two. Oh, right. Yeah, no, you've got the two from Flurry of Blows. Well, if he's not using Flurry of Blows, he's got one. Yeah. Uh, first is 14. That's not going to hit. 14 won't. Next is a 26. 26 absolutely will. And that is... Oh, just five damage. Hey, every little bit counts. You're just chipping away at this thing. And Basha will stay there. Swaying around. (laughs) 
Would you really stand between me and your weakened friend behind you? Uh, Basha says nothing and whips his nunchucks around really coolly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, the enemy will uh, make attacks against Basha since Basha is the one right in front here. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with uh, just uh, the first uh, two attacks from the swords. Just two. It's going to be, uh, well, just the first two. It's going to be, let's see, a 19 and an 18. Uh, 18 matches. They both hit, right? Yeah. Yes, so they both hit. Shit, dude. So let's see. That's going to be 12 and and 19 slashing damage there. Okay. And uh, let's see, then it's going to make the one attack with the tail. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's see, an 8 plus 9, that's 17. That's not going to do what you said. Nope. And then make the last two with the swords. And let's see, the first will not, and the second, let's see, a 19 against yep. AC will for 9 slashing damage. Okay. Basha is barely standing. As the last one whizzes by, I hope your strength falls. I know he's on the truck. That's uh, comforting. (laughs) But that is uh, that is the end of his turn, and uh, we would be on to uh, we would be on to Hedrick. Uh, Hedrick has um, steeled his reserve and he stands on the truck. All 40 ounces of it? <laughs> well, more like 33. <laughs> <laughs> so he is going to drop his concentration on that invisibility and start to play a familiar riff that I know the Reese the crew has heard about. Uh, this is the heat metal riff. And he's going to cast it at 7th level. Holy shit. He, he, he wants to destroy this thing and make sure that the line doesn't even have to deal with this. The rest of the automatons that are like surrounding them are, you know, Obviously, going to have to be dealt with. He There's is going no save to on it either because it can't drop. Destroy this thing. He wants to pick a particular point right on it. Now, if it's staring Basha right in the face, he's looking at like the back of its head. If I'm not mistaken, because no, you would be behind Basha, so you're staring at the front of it as well. Oh, okay. As long well, as you are on the truck. I'll, I'll go for the headshot. Apply it directly to the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> so, it starts off with two. D8 fire damage. But I am casting it for one D8 above each spell slot above second. So that's going to be seven. I love how broken heat metal is. It's so great. And it's, it, we, we at least know that fire damage does half damage. To yeah, it doesn't it matter. I mean, it's still going to do a considerable amount when he's casting it at seventh fucking level. 
Oh yeah. Cool. I got some good ones, guys. Alright. 21, 29, plus 9, 38. 38, 38 fire, fire damage. damage. So that turns to 19. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his bonus action is to go <laughs> going to start taunting it. Continue the tumbling fool routine and keep it distracted. You're just fucking backflipping all over the place. I'm trying to do like concentric circles in a wide arc, maintaining the distance that I'm at, but like moving now in an arc around to like circumvent where my allies are and where I am. All right, so Hedrick is in fact a dance, 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 dance machine. About to start a revolution up in here. You do his thing on the video screen. Oh, wait a sec. <laughs> well, all right, never mind, never mind. All right, so uh, do you got anything else going on there, Hedrick? I believe I'm going to use that as my action bonus action move. Um, he is uh, laughing as he does this. You as he fool. realizes in the, in the chaos of the moment um, that maybe this is where he finally finds the thing he's been searching for. The thing that would make him famous throughout history. Be it in song or deed. Make, make, a, a, make a huge spectacle about this fight. Especially when you're like fighting for your own life and hopefully not come only on that top. <laughs> like up until now <laughs> he didn't really play that role he was with other members of the heroes <laughs> you know who were this is your it moment out. yeah yeah and this is it all right all right so uh looks like we're on to you Tommy. okay just gonna i have no one else to blow on these dice for me so we're gonna go again a green flame blade on the shadow green blade. flame blade Come on. Big hit. Big hit. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hmm. Unfortunately, that's a 19. Yeah, 19 is going to get parried. Really wish I had extra attacks, but I do not. I get one. So my bonus action is to disengage again and return back to the 15 feet away that I was previously. So, uh, Tabi isn't able to close it out and has to disengage. And, uh, Basha, we're on to you. He's really been struggling connecting with these nunchucks. First one is a 21. 21 is going to get parried. That's the one he's got, though, so keep going. Ah, uh, next one's a 15. Damn it. 15 I, won't. He's not hitting with these nunchucks. Uh, then it's an 18 with the kick. And 18 matches. And he can't do shit about it. And a 21. And the, the 21, so those two will both get through. Kick, kick. He's really good with the kicks to the face. 
Um, that is a total of 16 damage applied directly to the face. <laughs> and the enemy recoils. And then... Go ahead. Oh, is something else happening? No, no, nothing is happening. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let's what you got going on. Uh, disengaging. All right. To where are you disengaging? Back to the vehicle. All right. So uh, the whole um, your whole move back to uh, on top of behind next to. Was it? Was I? I was forty feet from the vehicle. Correct. Yeah. Uh, disengage. The drunken technique gives adds ten. Uh, so I would be. Because I was at the back of the vehicle. Let's put me in the middle of the vehicle. Right. 40 feet away. Okay. And the enemy snaps their head forward, murder in their eyes, and what appears to be molten metal streaming down from uh, from a hole bored in the middle of their forehead. Green ooze and souls streaming. Green ooze and souls cuts all over it. And lowers down to charge directly at uh, the truck and Basha. Going for me. Yeah, as I'm not 100% sure where Hedrick is. And honestly, uh,. Hedrick was not the last one to get the shots in. Sure. Well, I think that, you know, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of its next turn. Uh, from uh, from where is this? I'm sorry. The heat metal. It's a concentration that I'm holding on to a, a plate of its armor on its forehead that it's going to have to make attacks and ability checks on that turn at disadvantage. It says until the start of my next turn. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, even with the damage resistance to fire, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it out completely. So yeah, that that holds. So it's attacks and ability checks. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, Hedrick's, oh, Hedrick's used, he's used it so many times before. It's got the heat hex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got two things with uh, legitimate uh, legitimate aggro beef here. I suppose I should uh, try to sort that out a little more uh, fairly or not. Open its tail. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're charging at Basha, and we're going to start the first one with an attack with the tail. It's at disadvantage, but let's see what we get out of it. Let's see, a 5 plus 9 is a 14 and not going to do the job. Nope. All right, so uh, we start in with uh, the swords. Let's see, that's a miss. And a second miss. Yes. And uh, let's see, uh, 19 on the third one. Oof. That'll hit. And let's see, a 14, a 24. Three on the next, so okay, those two will hits. Both hit. 
two hits out of five, though. Yeah. Fall then, hero. And it's going to be eight slashing and 12 slashing. Basha is down. Okay, you're unconscious. And the enemy lets out a scream. And turns their baleful gaze upon Hedrick, who's bouncing around all (laughs) Hedrick-like. And that will be the end of Demerilis' turn. It is on to Hedrick. Um, you mean again? I'm Metal Merilith, whatever. I don't know. Is it Tabby then me? No, it's you. It's you. Me. All right. Yeah, I am uh, going to continue the damage. It's going to take seven. No, eight d eight. I had it wrong last round. Well, and I did. I didn't quite roll enough. Yeah, I thought about it after. So now. I get to use uh, a bonus action on each of my subsequent turns to cause this damage again. 38. Wow. <laughs> 38. So another 19 fire damage. Another 19. And I actually rolled the correct amount. Okay, but there's no <laughs> save against that. That's just damage that mm-hmm. happens, correct? Yeah, and the only save it's... only save would be if it was carrying something and I was, I was like focusing on whatever they were carrying. The fact that I'm focusing it on the plate within their structure, their form. If it's metal, I'm heating it up. Well, good. Then you'll be pleased to know it only had 18 health remaining. <gasps> oh. <laughs> um, Hedrick is doing these, like, no-handed cartwheels as he's, like, flipping around in this circle, continuing his uh, tumbling fool, just finishing the circle. He comes around on this riff. And then he slides out onto his knees as this thing, like, just pours into a puddle in front of him. And that's when you hit the resolving chord of the melody. Heat yeah. metal! Wow! <laughs> God damn. And, and then he, he looks up to see Basha laying on the ground. And uh, he, he wants to run to him. So if there's any, like, movement that he can, that's his next objective are we still uh, in initiative we are now no longer in initiative as the metal merolith has been reduced to slag well uh, uh, that didn't really go as planned but uh, we got him let's uh let's take care of basha here yeah pronto uh, uh you you do what you make with the healings so i'm gonna th- put him pour some water on his face okay I still have uh, some pretty good um, spells. I'm just going to do the the initial level one cure wounds to get him back up and not having to make death saving throws. (laughs) And I splash water on his face to bring him back to consciousness to, like, you know, like kind of welcome him back to the world as if he's being rebirthed. (laughs) And he'll receive 12 hit points. Uh, Bashi just kind of groans and rolls over um, and slowly gets up. Hedrick wipes your forehead and say, uh, Welcome back. How's it feel to be a hero? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're going to call our episode. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us on this 
lovely adventure with our interns and did brush with actual and non-intern-like mortality or whatever it is mm-hmm. that I ran them headlong into and subjected them to. But if after all of this you somehow still like us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Reddit slash R slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We're on Twitter and the gram at Hapless Heroes. We can even be found on Facebook. Search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Every single one of those places will have a sticky or some other sort of post uh, with an indication and that will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence. Our Discord server where you can meet and hang out with inner and interact with us on a daily basis as well we're always accessible there it's what discord's there for and uh more important than us is our uh, is our burgeoning community of uh, like-minded folks who uh like uh dnd and uh dnd podcasts and for whatever reason like listening to us and um we've got a heck of a community there we'd uh, we'd really love for you to come join us um, it's, it's a good, uh, positive experience and we really like it. And I'm just rambling about it. So if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. If you're listening to this, I trust that you have found a podcast service and that you have chosen this and that you probably know better how to get to the review portion of it than I could tell you how to get to it. Cause I honestly don't know your podcast service all that well. I barely know ours. <laughs> Um, you can also just even email us at haplessheroes at gmail.com or even just shoot us a message on Facebook. We're there too. And I want to say that Brittany actually reached out to us on Facebook recently, just said that she like loves the show. We've been keeping her sane during quarantine. Well, tell you what, Brittany, this has been keeping us sane during quarantine too, for those of us who could still record this show. Uh, yeah. And she also, she also mentioned that uh, she's like, she's like, I'm on, the, I'm on episode 51 where you mentioned Felix's height. And I realized that he is the same height as my six month old daughter best visual ever <laughs> wow yeah. it's true he's about two and a half feet tall so like yeah i get yeah that makes that that checks out <laughs> we don't always really sell the height differences that are going on right but there's stark and also as a follow-up she also said that uh she's like i'll swear i'll send pics my three-year-old wants to be hoblet for halloween oh, oh wow oh that's beautiful we have well, another. We're you. gonna have another little smasher running around. That's amazing. Thanks, Brittany. Whenever you get to this episode, you're fucking amazing. Uh, you so, are. You you have proven yourself time and again to be a five star human being. Five stars. Five stars. If you really really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/haplessheroes. Haplessheroes.com/slash/patreon because I sound really smart. But <laughs> um, and uh, we have a variety of uh, of reward tiers from the simple attaboy, you know, you guys are awesome. To uh, you know, um, how best to put this? Uh, access to uh, the old Hoblet notebook with uh, with jeez, uh, the most wonderful and or disturbing notes on uh, the early years of Telduria. Oh yeah. We also got bloopers, we got behind the scenes audio, we have like unrecorded episodes from the early days, or I'm sorry, unreleased episodes from the early days of just like non-canonical stuff. We got a whole bunch of different rewards in there. We've been hosting like patron game nights every every so often on our Discord server, just like streaming Jackbox games or tabletop simulator or whatever anyone's everyone has at the current moment in time. Um you know, just just having some fun, like you know, gathering their community, and even just answering, you know, like little impromptu Q and A's, like 
it's great. We've it's been having we've been having a great time with that, and it's a great way for us to give back to the people who've helped us kind of keep the show afloat. It's wonderful. Wonderful, all of it is. And if you love us, like us, really like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, you need to create a special breed of otters that are the size of riding horses. And you need to teach them to accept only those of pure intention as their riders. And you will create an army of your otter, giant otter riding brethren, and march forth onto the world telling the good, or spreading the good word of the Hapless Heroes podcast and your utterly fantastic army. And crushing the non-believers on your tummies. All right, folks, there's only one way out but out, and the way out here is for me to outro our cast, and we're going to start from my left with Hedrick the Entertainer, played by Phil. All right, now let's get up and regroup. See how those fellers are inside. To his left, we have Abasha Ironback, played by John. Ah, did we? Did we win? I think we won. And his left, we have Tabi Osramat, played by Francesco. We did it, fellers. We did it. My name is Dave. I have been your host and dungeon master for this evening. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. Goodbye. Adios. Goodbye. minutes ago a crack intern unit was probably going to get sent to prison for traffic crimes that they were about to commit these boys possibly men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the telduri underground turned up today still wanted by their own employers they survived as fuck-ups attached to a larger unit of successful people if you have a problem if no one else is willing to help And if you can tolerate their personalities, then maybe you too can get stuck with the hapless interns.